This is the Village Church Q&A podcast, where our goal is to create digital, shareable, and helpful content to make disciples who will go, grow, and overcome. Gun control. Let's talk about it, Tim. Oh, love it. Welcome back to the Village Church. Uh, what is this? This is the Q&A podcast. And, <laughs> uh, and the we're Village glad. Church Q&A podcast. The Village Church Q&A podcast. I know when I take your role, you're like, <laughs> you did not say that correctly. Um, what does God think of gun control? Uh, how as Christians should we engage the discussion? Um, you like to kill things. You have lots of guns. Um, yes. Not people. Things. Not people. What is gun control? Let's, can we just start with that? Yeah. I love when people ask these hard questions to us because we get a chance to really speak into where our culture is at, you know, and to, to answer this question, what does God think about gun control is, is going to be one of those questions that, well, guns are not found anywhere in the Bible. So what does God think of that? We cannot answer that definitively by going to a, a chapter and verse in the Bible and say, this is what God says about gun control. Cause here God is speaking directly about gun control. We have to look at the Bible and say, okay, what principles are set forth in the Bible about gun control? So I know that there are Christians on both sides of this issue. I happen to land on one side and we've had very good people at Village Church and as a universal church that would land on an opposite side than me. Why? I feel very pro-gun and probably going to offend about half our listeners. And then I'm going to disagree because I'm... You just want to. Yeah, you just want to because you're just, you're just that way. <laughs> we have to come to some places of agreement. Guns are neither moral or immoral. A gun in itself is not an object of sin or an object of righteousness in itself. And there are those that want to argue all guns are wrong. All guns are evil. All guns are harmful. Show me that in history. Show me that in the Bible. That's like saying all knives are evil. You know, no, all knives are not evil. We use knives in our kitchen every day. You probably use a knife every time you eat a, eat a meal where you have to cut your steak or, you know, cut your sandwich in half. You're using a knife. A knife can be used for evil purposes and it can be used for good purposes. Guns can be used for good purposes. Guns can be used for evil purposes. And the, I, I'm hearing people argue the case in my mind right now saying, yeah, but guns can kill people. Yeah, so can knives, so can sticks, so can rocks, so can your bare hands. You can kill a person in a multitude of different ways. So guns aren't the issue. It's the ones that are in control of that gun or guns. We live in the city of Chicago or outside the city of Chicago. Chicago has the, the most strict gun laws in the entire U.S., and yet it has the highest murder rate of any city in the U.S. So clearly, the gun control uh, legislation is not fixing the murder problem because we can't make it any stricter. I mean, it is illegal for any Chicago citizen resident to own a handgun, and yet more criminals are uh, committing murders and they're not abiding by that law. They're not following. They're not saying, well, hey, you know, since it's illegal for a resident of Chicago to own a gun, I'm going to turn all mine in. They're not going to do that. Now, I'm not advocating vigilancy. Um, can't even say the word. What I'm saying is gun control is clearly not working in Chicago, the very city that we're very close to. 
I grew up in a family who had guns. My dad and my grandfather and relatives were all hunters. We all hunted everything from rabbits to birds to, to larger animals, deer and, and so forth. My dad always taught us from the very early age, you treat every gun as if it's loaded. You treat every gun as if it, it can harm you and harm someone else. You never point a gun at another person. Mm-hmm. Now, guns are tools. They're no different than a hammer or a saw. You respect them and you treat them with that respect. From the very early age, I did the same thing with my son and my daughter. We taught them about guns. I've got several guns in my home. I won't tell you how many, but I've got a gun cabinet full. It's how you look at a gun. And we've never had anything that even remotely came close to an accident in our home because I always taught and responsible gun owners teach their children, teach their family, these things are dangerous. But just like you would teach your children about knives and other objects that are dangerous in your home, you you do the same thing with guns. Do accidents happen? Yes. And most of the time, if you really investigate when those accidents happen, is because there wasn't proper gun education happening in the home or There was some carelessness on the part of the owner of the gun. Mm -hmm. A gun, number one, should never have been loaded and left where children can get to it. And every one of these cases where accidents happen like that, there's a situation that something went awry and it would have done the same thing if it would have been a knife or a gun. This is the thing that I know, and I know humanity, and we we can read in the Bible how thousands upon thousands upon thousands of people were killed in battle, and not one of them were killed with a gun. They were all killed with swords or knives or spears or arrows, other objects that are just as dangerous as a gun. Most people kill with the path of least resistance. And Absolutely. The path, the path of least resistance is drugs or a knife or a sword. They'll do that. And so to say that or gun. Stronger gun gun regulations are the answer to the violence that we have in our country. There is no documented proof that that's the answer. It does not stand up to logic or rational thinking. I can take you to countries that have terrible violence and they don't have guns. Mm. You know, uh, we were just in Haiti. In Haiti, the entire country, it's illegal for citizens to own guns. And yet there is all kinds of violence in Haiti. So having guns or not having guns has nothing to do with violence. You know, violence is a result of the sin nature that we have. And for people to think that the sin nature is, you know, just a hypothetical, you know, Christianese thing to say, it doesn't take very long to watch a news broadcast or to look at what's happening in our culture, in our society that sin is rampant and the sin nature that we have going all the way back to to, to Genesis 4. Cain killed Abel and didn't have a gun. And so I'm pro-gun, but I'm also pro-gun control and pro-gun reason. And so in, in our country to, and I just need to back up to make sure people don't think I'm totally on the extremist side, you know, the crazy side. I think that in order to own a gun in the United States, there should be a there should be a criminal background check. We have that in Illinois, where we live. Most states, there is some kind of criminal background that says if you want to own a gun, then you have to be vetted 
through the proper channels to make sure you're not a felon, you've not committed any violent crimes, and if you've not, you're a law-abiding citizen, you have the legal right, the Second Amendment right of our Constitution to own and bear arms. To take that away would be uh, something that we would have to totally change our, our Second Amendment rights. Now, do I think everyone should own a gun? Well, I just said no. There are those that should clearly not own uh, guns. They should not own uh, any kind of deadly weapons because they have a history or have been convicted of a violent crime. Yeah, the most important thing that you said, the issue is not guns. It is the human heart and a lack of information. Yes. It is the government's job to protect people. And if you get rid of the guns, they're just going to use other things or they'll find the guns illegally. I mean, that's, that's not right. the point. They're going to use guns one way or the other. Yeah. Criminals are not going to abide by the laws. Correct. And I think what you are really smart on is you're like, okay, let's make sure the right people, well, no, I take that back. Let's make sure the wrong people don't have guns. Yes. But the people who do have guns have the right information. Mm -hmm. There are so many different things in life where you are given permission to have something because it's a right and it's also a privilege. Something could be both at the same time. I totally agree with that. For example, if you want to be a doctor, you have to have continuing education credits, right? Yeah. And so maybe if you're going to have a gun, you know, once a year, you have to, once every five years or something not terribly crazy, you have to, I don't know, get some kind of like confirmation, have another background check again. Yep. So there are things that like, I think the government can do that can uphold the rights, but also uphold it as a privilege. Yeah. The most deadly weapon in the United States is not guns, it's cars. Oh, my fist. Oh, it's cars. People, more people are killed in car accidents yeah. because a driver was irresponsible, made a mistake, drove under the influence, just go down the list. So are we going to ban all cars? No. What we should do is restrictions on we them. should put restrictions and say, look, if you cannot manage this privilege responsibly, you lose the privilege of driving or operating a motorized vehicle, period. I agree. So here's here's a uh, opportunity for our audience who disagrees. Here's the dis here's the question. Here's the challenge. Submit a response that is simple, clear, and disagreeing with Tim, <laughs> and uh, give a reason why, and then we will air that response and process it. And maybe maybe somebody will give something so genius that your perspective will shift or tilt a bit or a bunch. We'll see. That, that is the challenge. Find something. Now, don't send us 18 paragraphs because yeah. a point should be able to be made semi-simply. Yes. So make a simple point, um, challenge it, and then we'd love to go add that question. So, Tim, does that sound fair? It sounds fair. I know Matthew 5.9 says that we are to be peacemakers. And, and Jesus said, blessed are the peacemakers. Oh, <laughs> peacemakers. Yeah, peace. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm going there right there. Yeah. Blessed are the peacemakers. <laughs> this is a blessed world. <laughs> But the, uh, the truth of it is, owning a firearm or not owning a firearm doesn't make you a peacemaker or a warmonger. Absolutely, yeah. It doesn't. You know, the guns that I have are, have all been used in providing food for myself and others. I have never used, nor will I intend, do I ever intend to use my uh, firearms mm -hmm. uh, for a violent reason. Now, on the other hand, I do believe that there are, is, could be coming a time that we have to defend ourselves. And you really want to get into that right now. And I don't want to get into that right I'd now. I'd say pause that one. <laughs> yeah, let's definitely pause there and not go there. How about this? How about audience ask the question and then Tim will go in there. <laughs> go in there. I don't know what in there is, but you'll go there. Go there. Go there. Wow, our words are blah, 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 blah. <laughs> P makers and going in there. For sure. So why don't we come back and uh, tomorrow? It'll be Friday and we can answer a totally different question. Oh, and man, we're going to shift gears. Oh, wow. What's the difference between a Hindu? 
and a Christian.